Hey, I'm Jen Sui. I'm a certified life coach and soul whisperer, helping you unearth your true self and learn to embrace the human experience to have more ease, peace, and freedom in your life. Listen on to find out how. Hello, soul searchers, and welcome back. Today is day eight of 12 days of breakthroughs, and we're talking all about scarcity mindset. Now, this is the number one thing that is robbing you of your inner peace. I guarantee it. And let me tell you how it goes. Scarcity mindset is an umbrella term for all of the thoughts that create the feeling of scarcity in our bodies. Scarcity typically will feel like constriction in your chest. It might give you headaches or give you tension. It's going to make you feel small and anxious. It's going to make your brain overthink and ruminate on the past, ruminate on the future. It's going to put you in comparison mode. It's going to make you feel like you're zooming out of your life and looking all around you, looking at all the things that aren't the one thing that you actually need to focus on, which is what you are doing for yourself. We're going to dissect three core beliefs that scarcity mindset creates for you. I'm specifically going to give you life and business examples that showcase these different beliefs so that you can identify them in yourself. And then I'm also gonna give you some guidance so that you can help yourself find your way out of it. Like most things in life, there's not a one size fits all approach. So if you want some individual help with this or even just to implement these things, then I highly recommend working with me one-on-one. I still have spots for the end of this year and into next year. So if you wanna start your 2023 off with the power and knowledge that you know that you're going to get that support week in and week out, then you can go to my site at jensuai.com. That's J-E-N-C-U-I.com and apply to work with me. So the first and most obvious thought that's going to come up around scarcity mindset is anything that follows I don't have enough. Your brain's gonna wanna tell you that you don't have enough money, that you don't have enough time, that you don't have enough love from your partner, that you don't have enough degrees, that you don't have enough certifications, that you don't have enough clients, that you don't have enough good ideas, that you don't have enough followers, that you don't have enough people on your email list, that you don't have enough time to sleep, eat, poop, and take care of your business and the kids and all these other things. But the truth of it is that you do have enough time and that you can have it all, just not all at once. I mean, just look at nature. Nature, Mother Nature has so much to do. She has plants to grow, animals to tend to, entire ocean and land to take care of, yet somehow everything still gets done. But it happens in seasons, which is the same way that we need to be approaching things. I also want to bring up that this idea of you're not enough or you don't have enough comes up in really sneaky ways. I know for myself, I never thought that I had this belief that, oh, I'm not good enough. Because I was like, what are you talking about? I'm like a 4.2 GPA student, captain of the varsity golf team. I'm an all-state player. I volunteer. Like I work out. I eat healthy, right? Like I was like, what are you talking about? Of course I'm good enough. But if you actually looked at what my actions were and what my thoughts were, there were clear signs of I don't feel like I'm good enough. And the way that it shows up is that you're trying to reach another level of perfection, that there's another thing that you can do and if you do that next thing it's just gonna make you that much more worthy that much more acceptable that much more pretty that much more whatever and that is your form of not good enough the way that that might show up is i just need to like i just need to get this one thing done i just need to get the scholarship i just need to get that guy i just need to get that guy to see that i would be such a great girlfriend and what that translates to is i don't have enough right now and i want more because more is going to be better and more is more worthy as if you can outworthy yourself, as if you can out-hustle your way to feeling good enough. That's all bullshit. This idea of not enoughness is social conditioning that has made us competitive. And like all social conditioning, there are 
parts of it that were helpful and useful at some point, but a lot of it that's also not anymore. And unless we identify the conditionings that aren't helpful for us anymore, that we don't like, that are actually holding us back and pruning them, we will not be able to create space for new ways of thinking, new paradigms of behaving to get us to where we actually want to go. So you see this in knowledge. Oh, you don't have enough education to do this medical procedure. Maybe we should create a school and make people go do that. Great, that's super helpful. But when do you actually have enough? And it's not about the knowledge anymore. It's about experience or it's about integrating the knowledge. I see this so much in entrepreneurs where they're like, oh, you have to read all the books and books are all knowledge and read, listen to all the podcasts, do all the things, right? And you're just like consuming all of these books, people who are gloating over the fact that they read like 100 books in a year or they read so many books. But if you look at have you actually integrated it? Have you actually understood it? Can you actually recite the most important points of these books? What did you actually get out of that book? And how did you put that into your life? What was the result that it created? Maybe it was only a few books that they actually read that actually made an impact on them. I like to go the route of reading a few books a year and actually integrating what I learned and seeing how that worked out for me instead of thinking that quantity is better. And sure, part of it's quality of the book that you're reading, but it's really mostly about how you're going to use your tool. You see this in time, right? There's not enough time to do all these things in a day, but really what is it that's actually most important right now? Because if you had to go to the hospital, if you broke your arm, you would make time to go, right? You would not sleep overnight and wait a week to go see somebody for your broken arm. You would fucking make time and then everything else would adjust, right? I mean, like you probably, if you're like me have or gone through college or high school, you can maybe relate. Oh my gosh, you have all this work to do. You have all these papers to do. You have all these exams coming up and you don't have enough time, but you actually are fucking around, going out with friends, getting dinner, going on dates, obsessing over this guy that you like, obsessing over how you need to lose weight or death scrolling through social media. All these things that add up in your time that you didn't intentionally set the time to do those things, but you're gonna do anyways, and still end up writing a paper in two hours the night before it's due. Time does not control you and you do not manage time. Time just is what it is. Just like how green is green. Just like how paper is paper. Just like how the sky is fucking cloudy or sunny a certain day. Now what you get to do is play with that time and manage your tasks. Manage your mind. Manage your own energy so you can get the most important things to you done. Now, when we think about time, people all go to, well, we don't have the willpower or you're addicted to your phone and all these things that showcase how little we actually think of ourselves, our own resourcefulness, our own ability to figure shit out, our own ability to tap into our own motivations and desires to get what it is that we really want. If you were told every time you pick up your phone, a family member of yours is going to die or a friend is going to die or your cat or your dog is going to die every time you pick up that phone, you fucking throw the phone out. So don't tell me that you don't have the willpower or the motivation or the ability to manage your own energy when in reality, it just comes down to you have different desires and you're feeding into the desires that are less important but seem urgent and not letting your desire to do the more important things that are a little harder actually be greater than your desire to be on your phone, which now roots down to your own self-worthiness of do you think that you can actually change? And this is the piece that really kills people and why I say scarcity is the number one thing that is killing your inner peace because so many people have the scarcity of self-confidence 
where you just don't have enough confidence in yourself, where they have these self-concepts that have been harming them over and over again that keep them from being able to believe that they do have enough, that they don't have to be an imposter at work because they know enough, they've done enough. This idea that you can even change and that you have enough knowledge, motivation, support for you to change, and now it's actually time to go do those things, that can be a really scary jump and I understand that, but it comes down to knowing what is the thought that's controlling your life right now and are you willing to swap that thought out? When you're in this idea of you don't have enough or you're comparing yourself to others to show that you're not good enough and that what you really want is not possible for you, that's going to tank your ability to be able to do what you really want to do and fulfill your true desires. I really want to dissect this thought though of you don't have enough. You are allowed to have whatever you want and like have the desire for whatever thing it is that you want. Whether it's a nice car, whether it's a house on the beach, whether it's to travel six months of the year, whether it's to have 16 cats and dogs. You're allowed to have all those desires. But there's a danger to when you start to attach your self-worth to material things or superficial things that by nature change and need to flow. Like money, like your body, like wealth, like career titles and prestige, like relationship status. Those things by nature are meant to flow, are meant to change. And if you get really caught up on the specific avenue that these resources are coming from, for example, that you need your business specifically to create money, that you're going to be blinded and be in the scarcity of, oh my gosh, I'm not having clients this month, this is a problem, to seeing that actually you can also go get a part-time job, there's other ways that you can make money. There's tasks that you can do for people to make money. There's things that you can sell to make money. There's people that you can ask for money. And you're just going to be so caught up in, but that's going to mean that I'm not good enough at what I'm doing, that I can't hack it, that I'm being spoiled and privileged, that, you know, I'm unsuccessful as an entrepreneur if I have to get another job. All these really shitty thoughts that are just built to shame you and criticize you and keep you down in the scarcity is just going to create more stress and more pressure on yourself, which is never going to help you grow. The next belief that I want to explore with you is you don't know what you're doing and you don't know how. This is a belief that is born out of fear, doubt, and ego, like all other fears are. But this one especially is really angering and sad to me because it is a sign of you not being able to trust your own intuition, you not being able to ask questions, to say I don't know, honestly, or to take a guess and be brave and actually look at what it is that you do know and trusting that. This is living in this illusion that there is a right way, a good way, a most optimal way. And let me tell you, I've seen this in myself, I've seen this in my clients time and time again. It is a one-way ticket to the land of overthinking and intellectual masturbation. If you don't know what intellectual masturbation is, it's essentially when you're just thinking, thinking, thinking because it feels good to problem solve. Your brain creates these little fires, little problems that you have to fix before you can actually do your thing. Like for example, what is the font that you're gonna use on your website? And like, well, what if people think this? Or, oh, but if I post this TikTok, are people gonna judge me? And what if this gets huge and like I get a million views and then people come and hate me? And what if this ruins my career? Like all these things, worrying about things that haven't happened yet, things that aren't even problems, and you blow little things way out of proportion to the point where you're over planning and just wasting your energy and don't do anything. Think about it this way. Even if it's true that you actually don't know how to do something or you don't know what you're doing, if that were to be true, what are you gonna do next? Are you just gonna let that be it? Like, is that, is that just it, right? Like, that's like saying, oh, I don't know what I wanna eat, but I'm hungry. 
and that's it. Like, you don't know what you want to eat, so that means you're just not going to eat. You have to go take a poop, and you're just not going to take a poop. <laughs> like, trust your knowings and trust what you don't know and just go for it anyways. Figure it out. This is where you have to develop the self-concept and the belief instead that is rooted in abundance and rooted in sufficiency where you know how. You have enough information that you know right now. You have enough resources to figure it out, whatever it is that you want to do. You have enough trust in yourself to be able to trust that what you're going to do is the right way, is the best way, is the most optimal way. You have to trust in your ability to critically think, to evaluate, to analyze, to learn. And then next time when you know you don't know, you either tap into the self-confidence of being able to do it anyways, or you tap into the confidence that you've created by doing things that you haven't done before, asking for help, and doing the thing. Like it really is that simple, but the fear, doubt, and ego is always going to come in the way, make things way more complicated than they have to be. So I want you to pay attention to when you're overthinking and intellectual and masturbating and get rid of that bullshit. Because I just made a TikTok about this and it's in my mind, I'm going to share it with you. And it's a Wednesday Adams quote where she says, so you're the self-appointed queen bee. Funny thing about bees, if you pull their singer out, they drop dead. And that's essentially the scarcity mindset that lives within you. That's the inner critic. That's the person who is up on the throne telling you, you can't do this. That's scary. Don't do that. This is what are people going to think, you know, and keeping you small. It's just an illusion. And if you dethrone that and let your intuition lead instead and just trust, trust in walking in the dark and being uncertain, then that's no longer going to have any power over you. The last belief that I want to dissect with you is you're not fully healed. And kind of another version of this is that you're behind. And the reason why those two are similar is because nowadays with personal development being so mainstream, seems to have created its own form of perfectionism where you have to be this image of perfectly healed, of being super zen and like being a minimalist, never getting angry, always having forgiveness for other people, not holding any grudges, whatever, and be this like super zen spiritual human. Like, that shit has made it so hard for people to feel like they can actually move on to the next phase of your life because it's like you can't do anything until you're fully healed, right? Like, oh, you can't help people unless you've already helped yourself and you're fully healed. This is what creates imposter syndrome for so many coaches and healers and psychics. But what you have to understand is that actually it's the part of you that knows that you can never be fully healed or that there's no such thing as that perfect version of you there's no, there's no such thing as a perfectly healed version of you. There's no possible way that you can go back to the time before your traumas happened, before you've been abused, before you know you, you knew certain experiences or you knew certain things about the world. You can't go back to that time. And it's actually through that acceptance and being able to embrace your human experience that makes you the most qualified, most attractive person to work with when other people are going through that shit. It's the illusion of perfectionism that makes people uncomfortable. But it's also the thing that we have been taught that you need to have. I remember in an entrepreneurship marketing class that I was taking in college, I think we were looking at J. Crew, the like clothing company, and we were looking at the photos that they were using for their pants. And what you would notice is that when they were worn on the person, they were never perfect. Even when there was just the product shop, it was never perfect. It wasn't just like these straight lines, perfectly crisp and like straight pant. It was folded. It was crumpled. People had them rolled up. People had them kind of saggy or whatever. There was movement to it. And the reason why that works is because it makes people feel comfortable. It makes people feel like it's worn in. If you go to like a showroom or, or an open house and everything looks perfect, it doesn't feel lived in. You want the bed to be like messy. You want some like linens that are 
ruffled. If you go to a party and there's a char charcuterie board, if the cheese is perfect, if everything looks perfect, nothing is like broken into, people don't feel like that they can actually break into it and start eating it, right? It's just like this whole idea of it's too pretty to actually like be messed with and just let it be pretty. Because that is the honest truth of perfectionism is that perfectionism only lasts in one point of time in a vacuum. If you want to be a human being and actually enjoy your life, you have to be able to allow yourself to exist on a spectrum. You gotta be dynamic and you wanna be dynamic because that's where life happens. Life doesn't happen at one point in time. Life is always happening on a continuum. Try this instead, that healing is a upward spiral. You're going to be revisiting things in your past when you get triggered, but every single time you're going to learn a little bit more about yourself. You're gonna create a little bit more capacity, more compassion for yourself, more wisdom, and you're going to be able to come up to the next challenge with a little more insight. I know for me, one of the challenges this year that I went through was with my partner. And one of the old wounds that I had was um, being taken advantage of in past relationships where I was the one who was always giving, who was emotionally giving, and also not feeling safe to actually set boundaries. So I feel like I kind of went the other way with things where I had super, super straight boundaries where anytime I felt like I was giving, it almost triggered me. And currently with my partner, you know, we've been together for three years, but we've also lived together almost the entire time because we got together right, be right before COVID hit. And I would see myself doing things like chores around the house and feel resentful because I felt like I was doing something for him, but like he didn't really deserve it or like I'm pushing myself too much or he should be the one who's doing it. Even though it was like, we were both equal partners. We both put in work to maintain the household. If anything, he actually probably puts in more. And every time, and I knew that these thoughts weren't helpful for me and I knew that they weren't even true, but I felt so defensive about it and I had to chip away at it little by little every single time it came up. It took me months, most of this entire year to actually get over that shit. And I'm sure I'm gonna be re-triggered by it later on. But the way I got there was to notice every time it came up, every time Sam brought up, for example, every time that Sam brought up some chore like laundry or dishes, or cleaning the floor and cleaning up after the cats. I would notice myself get angry and defensive inside. And I, and I saw my brain wanting to make it mean that he thought that I wasn't doing enough, that I wasn't trying. And those things are also really huge triggers for me from my childhood. But I learned to allow myself to just feel those feelings, the moments, not actually have to change anything. Like I think there's also this fallacy that once you have the awareness, then you're able to just automatically make that change. No, it's like something that has to build up. Like you, you gain more and more awareness until you hit that critical point and then you can actually make the change. It's almost like you got to power up to use like your super move in a, in like a video game. That's how a lot of this growth works, especially when you're dealing with like beliefs that have been built in trauma that has been built in your childhood. So to give yourself that compassion that you're not behind on anything, that you don't have to be perfectly healed, that healing should not be on your to-do list. Okay, I had a few clients who was like this where it felt like they were putting heal on their to-do list and they kept feeling like they weren't doing enough or that they were putting so much effort in but they weren't getting the results that they wanted. They were going to therapy, they were going to coaching, they were, you know, going for walks, trying to do these things, but it's just not working, it's just not working, it's just not working. And it's like, you know why it's not fucking working? It's because you're putting so much fucking pressure on yourself to make it work. You're putting so much pressure on yourself to be this like, 
perfectly healed version who like just doesn't have trauma anymore who just doesn't get triggered anymore or just like can manage their anxiety and like always all these things right and it's exhausting to be like that and to not be able to accept your humanity to accept your limitations and to let the process happen and unfold on its own essentially letting nature take the time that it needs to take like you already have the intentions you're already doing all the things now can you just trust yourself to make it work instead of powering over yourself like a like a parent who's watching their kid do homework and making sure that they're not playing video games on their screen like just let yourself be and then see what happens if you're feeling like you're behind in life also just notice that you're just gonna feel rushed you're constantly going to be comparing yourself and having your fingers in other people's shit. Sometimes this also feels like other people have their fingers in your shit. It could be parents, it could be friends, it could be partners or whatever telling you, oh, like you haven't finished your degree yet. Oh, you don't have a partner yet. Oh, you don't have kids yet. Oh, you're not making six figures yet. Oh, whatever, whatever, whatever. And it's fine if they wanna think that you're behind because they have a specific timeline in mind or that they have conditioning that they haven't undone yet or they're concerned for you or care about you or whatever, but it's coming through in the wrong way that they're saying things. That's all fine, but what's really important is what are you making that mean in yourself, right? What is the experience when you hear that? Do you jump and feel anxious? Do you believe them? Do you want to fight them? Do you feel like you have to defend yourself against it? And where is the part where you are going to decide that you are doing enough, that you're following your own timeline, setting boundaries with those people if they keep pushing it to remove yourself from those situations so that you can protect your energy and your inner peace? Or is there a part of you that believes that and actually needs to do some deep deconditioning work so that you can allow yourself to take your own path, to take your time and fucking enjoy life as you have these goals. You're not here to be a goal hitting machine. You're here to actually live your life, learn from yourself, learn who you are and be that person. Goals are just the things that make life meaningful in between and make life exciting. The last thing I want to say about scarcity mindset is that in your life, you'll probably go through these cycles where you don't feel like things are enough or you feel like you want more. And the biggest thing that's going to help you build tolerance to those situations and be compassionate with yourself instead of freaking out and losing your shit is to build presence in your life, being able to appreciate what you currently have because what you appreciate appreciates. And then just know that like nature, everything happens in cycles. You're not going to be stuck in this forever. If you have enough right now, then that means that you are sufficient. And if you have access to more, that means you are abundant. Something that I realized for myself as I've gone through this journey in entrepreneurship is that I don't feel most abundant when I actually get more resources. It's not when I actually sign another client. It's not actually when I get more money. I'm actually most tapped into that feeling of abundance when I can see that possibility of more. When I see that my audience is growing, when I see all these different opportunities for me to get my message out, when I see that there's also a ton of other skill sets that I have, other professions that I can pursue, other careers that I can do in tandem or otherwise. When I connect with that feeling, that is what allows me to build my presence and get out of scarcity and get into the truth that there is sufficient amounts of everything, that I have enough, that I am enough, that I'm doing enough, and claim my inner peace back. If that's something that sounds good to you, you know where to find me and work with me. The show notes will have all the links that we mentioned today and I will see you in the next one.